Hi, welcome to the TTWF, Trekking Through Waves and Flames podcast, where I inspire you to see possibilities and opportunities by giving you tips and strategies of how to navigate and stay on track to achieve your fullest potential. Thanks for tuning in. And now, let's get straight into today's episode with me, your host, Princess. Hi, so today I'm going to talk about a topic that I've entitled Soul Balance. So we're basically talking about the soul, the inner you, the part of you that we don't see, the part of you that sometimes a lot of us forget about. Uh, Because obviously, like I said, we don't see it, we don't smell it, we don't touch it. Um, And that is your soul. And so at the end of this episode, we will talk about, you know, what is the soul? Because you cannot look after what you don't understand. What is the soul? Why is it important to look after the soul? And a little bit about how we can start doing that and get on a journey of getting better every day and just, um, yeah, taking care of ourselves inside out. So that's exciting. So an important starting point is growing an awareness of what the soul is. What is the soul? Otherwise, we will not care for that which we do not understand. So you've got to understand what you're supposed to be looking after before you can understand how to look after it, if that makes sense. Um, So more understanding of the soul will cultivate the ground of motivation to start caring for the soul. So, what is the soul? The soul is the seat of our deepest emotions. Our soul is what gives us our personality and it's through our soul that we live out our relationships with other people and with ourselves and even with God. Our soul basically has three major components. It's our mind, will, and emotions. So those three major components are what make up your soul. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Our mind has a conscious part and a subconscious part. The conscious mind is where we do our thinking and our reasoning. And the subconscious mind is where we hold our deep beliefs and our attitudes. It's also where we have our feelings, our emotions, and retain our memories. On the other hand, our will is what gives us the ability to make choices. I hope this is making sense. So conscious mind, subconscious mind, where we keep our beliefs, attitudes, values, uh, feelings, emotions, and memories. And yeah, and then your will is what gives you the ability to make choices. So the mind and body communicate constantly. So what the mind thinks, perceives, and experiences is sent from our brain to the rest of our body. The mind digests ideas and then produces intelligence, wisdom, and character out of all the experiences that we are constantly having. So even though, you know, um, though we talk about the soul being three parts, these parts 
that make up the soul are not contained in separate compartments. It's very important to understand this. Everything within us is connected. So there's no parts of our lives that stand alone or exist in separate body boxes. Um, there are no walls on the inside of us that are dividing us into sections. And so it's important to realize that one part of us affects the other parts. It's like the parts of our lives are connected by rubber bands, for example. So when there's a tension in any part of our lives, we feel it or we sense it all over. We sense it in the other part of our lives. Everything is affected and starts to react or respond when our soul is unhealthy. So for self-care to be effective, soul care is necessary. And it's the other way around as well. For soul care to be effective, self-care is necessary. So you can't do one without the other. So let me ask you, how is your soul these days? Are you caring for your soul? Would you say you have a healthy soul? We hear a lot these days about being in physical shape, you know, exercising, eating right and getting plenty of sleep. But what about being in soul shape? How important is it? You know, like I said at the beginning, because we don't see the soul and we don't touch it, it's easy to forget how important it is. So we know the value of being in physical shape. But what about being in soul shape? How does that look and what value does being in soul shape bring into our lives? And that's what's brought me to this conversation today with you. And so just as you can tell if somebody's in physical shape by looking at them, you know, they've got the ripply muscles, they've got the six pack and yeah, they look hot. But let me tell you, you can also tell if somebody is in soul shape. And how can you do that? By listening to them, by listening to them. A lot of the stuff that comes out of our mouths is an indicator of what shape your soul is, what shape you are on the inside. It's an indicator of your inner health, if that makes sense. We all want to be healthier versions of ourselves and improve our overall well-being, right? Most of the time, we tend to concentrate only on the body, the outside, the physical. We focus on our physical health, which is important. But while this is important, it's not the only component of well-being we should be improving. To achieve lasting health, we need to understand the importance of the body, the mind, and soul, and how they work together to build our overall well-being. A healthy body keeps you well and active. A healthy mind keeps you focused and engaged. And then a healthy soul keeps you fulfilled and content. So you might be well and active because your body's healthy and you might be focused and engaged, you know, in, in your tasks and your work and your job, which is good. But then if your soul is not healthy, you won't have fulfillment and contentment. And some people will say it's hard to have peace and to actually enjoy the fruits of the physical health and the focus and the engagement. 
And so care is the intentional practice of giving attention to something. It's the intentional practice of giving attention, grace, love, and foster resiliency for your soul. Soul care is the intentional practice of integrating all aspects of being human. Now, when we talk about soul balance, it's about seeing all of life as connected. For example, understand that having money or the lack of it affects your soul. Our medical condition affects our soul and our healthy or unhealthy relationships affects our soul. Therefore, if I'm not doing well in my marriage, guess what? I'm not doing well in my soul. If I'm feeling unwell in my body, then I'm not doing well. I'm not going to do well in my soul. If things are going poorly at work, then I'm not doing well. Folks, seeing ourselves as a whole integrated being is where caring for your soul begins. It's it's a delicate balance. If our physical health is sound, but our mental or spiritual well-being is not, our physical health will eventually be impacted by the effects of reduced motivation, low morale, decreased satisfaction, and a lack of purpose. Likewise, poor physical health affects our personal satisfaction, contentment, and mental state. This is why it's vital to understand the importance of mind, body, and soul and identify ways to improve and maintain health and well-being in each area. And so today we're focusing on the soul. When your temperament and emotions are all over the place, you are at risk to even yourself because anything and anyone can set you off or upset you. You are literally a slave to other people's opinions of you and a slave to your circumstances and your feelings or your environment. Frankly, you have not much control over you. You are unstable, dare I say it. So if you are not in control, then who is? The truth is that no matter what life brings, if you are going to grow your capacity, you must get good at balancing your responses to the ups and downs as they come along. Ask yourself, how consistent am I? Do I swing from awesome highs to deep lows in my life, my relationships, my thought life, my emotions? If you have extreme fluctuations in the way you behave and respond, you won't be able to develop the emotional capacity to keep going through the challenges or hardships when they come. Take care of your soul. Build balanced and consistent habits that nurture your spiritual, emotional, and mental health. Living with emotional balance will bring stability to your life and your behavior. So rather than looking for excuses for unhelpful behavior, look for solutions and answers. You know, I was reading, you know, the other day about artists who tour for months and they're on stage performing night after night and then return to the routines and realities of normal life. 
You know, these people can have a difficult time reconciling the two. And they often fall into deep depression. And then they become addicted to all sorts of things, chemicals, trying to self-medicate. Because they are unable to function in a balanced and healthy way at home. Or, you know, think about someone who faces a continual sequence of setbacks or negative circumstances. You know, they can struggle to stay on top mentally. Imagine yourself, you know, if ever you were in a season where you, you know, things just didn't seem to work out. You had one issue after the other. You know, there was just one negative thing happening. You were sick, someone died, you lost your job, you lost your relationship, whatever it was. It's hard to stay on top mentally. So caring for the soul is not something that you add to your already crowded lives. You know, let's just make that clear. You know, because sometimes we think, oh, you know, it's like when you're talking about your body and you think, oh, I have to go out, I have to go to the gym, I don't have time, I don't have capacity and things like that. But let me tell you, caring for the soul is not something that you add to your already crowded life. The way we begin is actually by subtraction and not addition. We learn to take away things from our lives that are draining us. That's what we need to do. And that's what I've been learning to do. I've been learning to take away things from my life that are draining me, robbing me and holding me captive. You know, you know, it's, it's very easy to spend too much time on this, too much time on that, and then have too little rest. Soul balance begins with this one aim. I must create space for my soul to thrive. Creating space means giving attention, time, and care to see yourself as a whole and to live as a whole human being, not just a human doing. I'll say that again. Creating space means giving attention, time, and care to see myself as a whole and to live as a whole human being and not just a human doing. You see, soul balance is the intentional choice I make each and every day to live with my soul in mind. Soul care is a daily practice of waking up, giving attention, and becoming intentional to live different and to be different. To live well, to lead well, and to love well. These are all important ingredients in maintaining soul balance. Most people wrongly assume that they have to do more. They have to do it better and they keep getting caught up in the lists of to-dos. But soul care should begin with asking, what can you free yourself from to create space for your soul? This is the key question of learning to care for your soul. Less is more. Less is more. Think about What can I subtract from my life in order to be more intentional about the care of my soul? Here are a few more ways to take care of your soul so that you can live balanced every day and truly thrive. Number one, take care of your body. Take care of your body. Isn't it interesting we're talking about the soul, but actually the, you know, one of the things that we need to do is to take care of the body. Why? Why? Because you are spirit and soul. 
temporarily housed in a physical body. So it is your job to take care of your body until you leave it. You've got to take care of that container of your soul because your body is the way your soul expresses itself, right? So you've got to take care of it. The most important aspect of caring for your body is having healthy beliefs about what is possible physically, especially as you move through time to the different um, decades of your life. Where are you? So have realistic (laughs) and healthy beliefs about what is possible. Be sure to move your body every day in a way that supports health. So exercise, move, eat well, you know, and drink plenty of water. These are just basic stuff that I'm just throwing in there. Number two, own your story. Owning your story gives you the power to change what you were led into believing about yourself so you can reconnect with your true self. Most of us have been led to believe certain things about ourselves from when we were young, you know, in school or experiences in life or bosses or whatever it is or something that you've been through, someone you're in a relationship with, you know. And so when you start to own your story, you have the power to change. You have the power to reconnect with your true self, to discover your true self and to be comfortable with your true self. Owning your story is necessary for emotional and spiritual health. It's emotional, it's it's necessary for soul balance. Number three, start by naming what you need and take baby steps towards putting your needs into action. For example, if you normally don't allow any time for yourself and your needs in your daily life, you can start saying, I need to go for a walk. And then instead of trying to plan, a 30 minute walk into your busy schedule and announce to everybody that you are going to take a walk simply wake up in the morning 15 minutes early or whatever it is put on your shoes and step out the door and go for your walk number four solitude and silence among the practices that can help us with soul balance at a basic level are solitude, being by yourself, and silence. We practice these by finding ways to be alone and away from talk and noise. We rest, we observe, we smell the roses. Mm. And dare I say it, we do nothing. Just take a walk, smell the roses, just be on your own, do nothing, even. Number five, meditate. Meditation is scientifically proven to have many health benefits. And there are many types of meditation you can practice. You know, I'm not going to go into that, but so much that you can do. One of the immediate benefits of meditation when you start doing it you'll find is being able to calm your mind. When your mind is calm and you become present, you are more readily able to connect with your soul. Very, very important. Number six, fuel your passion. Pursuing passion feeds your soul by doing what you love and you can feel the direct connection between your body 
and your soul. Number seven, say affirmations. Affirmations. Remember I said to you, you can tell how healthy someone's soul is by what? But by listening to them, what comes out of their mouth. Say affirmations. Affirmations can be used for many different reasons. And you can create your own affirmations that make sense for you. You can wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful, you're capable, you're smart. Whatever it is, whatever works for you. Number eight, practice gratitude. Be grateful. A great way to connect with your soul is to express gratitude. Gratitude, folks, helps you to become more resilient to life's ups and downs in every situation, even the negative ones. There's always something to be grateful for. A great time to practice gratitude again is when you wake up first thing in the morning. What are you grateful for? I'll wake up in the morning and I say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, um, even though when I left work yesterday, it was upside down. But I'm just grateful to be alive, to be breathing, to have woken up in the morning. You know, there was a time when I was having a team member that was just, you know, really proving to be a challenge to manage and to lead. And I remember, you know, talking to one of the HR people and, you know, having a moan and a complaint, uh, you know, just complaining about this situation and how it was negatively impacting the team. And so we were going through this and then she said something to me. She said, you know what? At least, you know, it's only one member of your team and not the whole team that's, that's being toxic and that's being challenging. She said, you know, at least that's something to be grateful for, right? That it's just one person, you know, and, and at the time I thought, oh, you know, I didn't want to hear it. But it's true that in every situation, if you look for it, there's something to be grateful for. Um, number nine, ask for help. Ask for help. I struggle with this one. <laughs> I don't want to bother people. I don't want to worry people. And so I'll struggle until I make it. You see, when you ask for help, it will also help you when you are faced with situations that you're not sure how to deal with. Or maybe you just want to process something and you want to bounce it off somebody. There are many, many ways to ask for help. And prayer is one of them even when you've run out of when there's no one else and no one to text or whatever it is pray number 10 have a sense of humor have a sense of humor we've all heard the saying laughter is the best medicine in fact laughter has been shown to reduce anxiety and stress levels you know i could do a whole episode on how good it is to have a sense of humor or the benefits of humor <laughs> but you know at the very least it reduces anxiety and stress levels and it's good for the soul you know that just that hearty laugh you know don't take yourself so seriously and don't take everything so seriously <laughs> have a good laugh once in a while There's, you can find just silly jokes or whatever it is and have a laugh why not number 11 Time is not made, no, time is made, rather, not found. Time is made, not found. A response to giving attention to personal soul care often is, you know, that you hear people, including myself, I don't have time for extensive solitude and silence. I don't have time to go for a walk. I don't have time to just sit around and do nothing. 
you know, I have too much to do. But you know what? The truth is you don't have time not to practice solitude and silence. You don't have time not to care for your soul so that you can have the soul balance that I've been talking about. You don't have time not to take care of your soul, is what I'm saying. So the real question is, will you take time to do what is necessary for a healthy, balanced soul? And so a couple of, you know, just words in closing, um, words of counsel are appropriate for our attending to soul balance. You see, I have been taught something that I've, I've held on to, you know, for most of my life, you know, that life never gives anyone too much to do. And I have discovered it and I have seen it. Life doesn't give us too much to do. We do that to ourselves or we allow others to do it to us. So here's the challenge. Are you prepared to do what is necessary? To have a healthy soul and to have balance in your soul. Remember we said the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. Balance in these three areas is very, very important. And so I'm going to leave you with this. Are you going to take time to practice one, just one of these? You know, remember, less is more. Take one, take two. You know, bite sizes, small steps, one at a time. And you will find that you'll start to feel better. You'll start to get better. Even what will be coming out of your mouth becomes attractive and not the other way around. Have you been around some people that are just ears negative complaining and just moaning it's draining it's exhausting and it's it's not attractive at all and so i challenge you make the time make the time make the time to do what is necessary it's up to you no one else is gonna do it but you well i hope this has been good and um, i hope you're gonna take one or two things if this is not good for you then it'll be good for someone, you know, pass it on, share it with somebody. But you know, all of us, there's no one that, because life happens, things happen. And so we are constantly supposed to be going back, reevaluating, look at yourself, what's my soul like? How is my soul? Am I balanced? Am I getting out of balance? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I doing this? And so take care, take care of your souls, work on your souls. And I would love to hear how you're getting on with it. Until the next time. Thank you for listening to the TTWF podcast. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and check out my YouTube channel. Thank you once again for listening. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, nothing is impossible. If it hasn't been done yet, it's been waiting for you.